This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You podcast and I am here to talk about a topic that has been on my heart for a while. The other day, I posted a thread saying this. I am on threads. If you're on threads, holler at me. I said, becoming more disciplined isn't always about subtracting or cutting things from your life. Sometimes discipline is what you add. Doing more things aligned with your path your purpose tends to deprioritize or maybe even eliminate some of the things you wish not to do anymore. A slight mindset shift. Can we talk about this? I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say things like, I know I need to eat healthier and there are some things I'm going to cut back on. I want to save my money, so I know I need to cut back on this. And every time I hear that, I'm just like, am I the only one that feels like the link of discipline and pain and sometimes suffering, cutting, um, makes it even harder? Maybe it does. And if that resonates with you, follow me along for some ideas that you could try on and see if they fit. But I said that, you know, to eat healthier, there are some things I'd like to add to my diet. And so that was something that even I consider. It's like, you know what? I want to be a little bit healthier. And my first thought was like, what can I add? And so I added probiotic, you know, I added my kombucha. I added more fiber to my diet. I added more vegetables to my diet. Um, I added more sort of non-alcoholic drinks and more in a wine, more in a this. And so instead of thinking about the ways that I wanted to cut back, I was just like, what are the ways that I can add um, to my life to be more disciplined? So I want to talk about self-discipline a little bit. And I have long believed that I am a disciplined person. I can closely stick to something that I want to do, or if I put my mind to something, you know, I feel like I can get it done. But when it comes to disciplining ourselves, and it's not that I haven't had certain things that I struggle with, um, there are some things that make self-discipline hard that I just want to talk about so we can get them out of the way. Pain makes it difficult. Effort makes it hard sometimes. Stress, fear of failure, fear of the unknown, lack of energy, lack of confidence. And so I want to think about adding to our knowledge of present bias. There is a well-studied phenomenon called present bias. And I tried to like find the simplest way, you know, to say it, but they say present bias is the tendency of people to give stronger weight to payoffs that are closer to the present time when considering trade-offs between two future moments. And so an example of that would be a present biased person might prefer to receive $10 today over receiving $15 tomorrow. And so 
this concept is often used more generally to describe impatience or immediate gratification in decision making. And so just adding to our knowledge of this sort of having present bias, most of the times we do things to benefit our present self, the today self, you know, and we discount the effects that our actions will have on our future self. Um, there is a psychologist, Daniel Goldstein, that says there's nobody to stick up for the future self. It doesn't even have a lawyer present. Um, the present self may have trouble picturing the future. And so when I talked about trying on your life a few episodes ago, this is another way that you can picture what your future self, you know, or what things would look like if you saved more or ate healthier or did whatever the thing is that you want to do, you know, visualize that, create the vision board, you know, create the the mood board online with what you would like and put yourself in the future. Think about your future self. Something fun you can maybe do is screenshot your bank balance and Photoshop that thing with your future balance, whatever it takes stick up for your future self. Something else I want to think about adding is a commitment device. Um, There is a behavioral economist by the name of Wendy De La Rosa, and she suggests that to succeed, commitment devices require an environmental change. And so she decided that she wanted to reduce her daily spending. She's going to definitely do the cutting, right? And so she added a commitment device to her life. So she decided to only carry around a preloaded debit card. And when the money ran out, she just stopped spending or she had to jump through the hoops of reloading that card. And that sort of obstacle along, you know, with her commitment device is what helped her succeed. And so when we think about some commitment devices that we could add to increase our self-discipline, Maybe you schedule workouts with a partner. You know, there's a social cost there. I will tell you right now that I am not a person that works out well on my own. I don't need a gym membership. And maybe that's a commitment device for some of you. But I can have a gym membership and I'm still not going. I schedule my workouts with a trainer as my commitment device because number one, If I cancel, I still get charged. So I can tell him the days that I'm going to come every week, I can change the days. But once I set the days in stone, um, and sometimes I can even move them around, but once it's like, if I don't go, I'm still getting charged. And so it is costly for me to not work out. And so that's my commitment device when it comes to exercise. Sign up for a fruit and vegetable subscription. If you'd like to maybe eat healthier, add more fruits and veggies, this could be your commitment device. If you've got the fruits and veggies coming, you know you probably are going to eat them. Um, Or maybe that's not your commitment device. Uh, You can use Google or ChatGPT to search for commitment devices, you know, fill in the blank. I need a commitment device for this or that to help you on this journey. Now, something else I want us to think about when it comes to our self-discipline are adding healthy habits. Let's add some healthy habits. And so every 
aspect of your life is shaped by the countless habits that you've developed from the day you were born. These habits, you know, formed over time, influence the way you think, act, navigate your daily routines. They contribute to the fabric of your existence and they shape the patterns and behaviors that define who you are. These are your habits. And typically once these habits are formed, you do them without even thinking about it. So when we want to change our lives, we typically decide to change everything all at once, which leads to burnout or giving up. And so I'm going to pause for a second because I know that the time that I'm recording this podcast, I don't know when you will pick this up, but I am, this is a sort of end of year podcast. And I know what the pressure to change, to upgrade, to, you know, release. I know that the pressure for that is, is happening, you know, and, and sometimes it's external pressure and sometimes it's internal pressure where we're just thinking like, okay, I really want to have a strong year. I want to be able to look back at all the ways that I've changed. And so, you know, all of a sudden we are starting the healthy eating or starting therapy we are, we done downloaded all of the, um, at the financial apps, you know, we got the new workout clothes on sale. Like we have all of the things and I just want to have you take a second, um, to just slow down for a second and think about what you're doing and think about, you know, a sustainable change. And I'm going to share some tips with you, um, from this website, The Discipline Rebel, about forming habits that stick. And so I love these ideas so much that I want to share them with, you know, a Miley League remix, if you will. So the number one um, tip for forming habits that stick is to start slow. You know, I feel like that's a no-brainer, but I have also had experiences where I think people are just moving really fast when it's time to form new habits. So start slow. Something else to consider is that consistency is more important than progress. You know, stepping away from the idea of I'm going to work on this all day, every day versus I'm going to work on this 20 minutes a day. I'm going to walk for 10 minutes a day. I'm going to breathe for one minute a day. I'm going to meditate for one minute a day. And so think about the consistency over how, you know, trying to do a lot all at once, pushing the needle far and fast versus just building a rhythm, if you will. Think about progressing gradually over time. Um, I thought about that on the treadmill this morning. I did work out today and I will tell you my commitment device. I, it's, I got down to Friday and I was like, I, I have my kids. I have to take my kids to school. And I, you know, I was solo parenting this morning and trust that I had like a legit excuse. Like it's just going to be difficult. I've got to get 
the kids to two, to two different schools. I have a, a meeting already on my calendar. So my window would be tight for working out. And I thought about, you know what? You don't show up today. <laughs> That's your money gone. And so, you know what? I got up, I went to the gym. I put my clothes on. I put my clothes on before I even got the kids dressed. I was like, first thing I'm going to do is get them and put my workout clothes on. That way, if the time starts to shrink, I'm already dressed. But that had nothing to do with progressing gradually over time. I shared that because when I got on the treadmill today, um, I'm back in the gym after a few months off due to surgery. And so usually I start my workout with a six minute warm up on the treadmill. And I love to run for six minutes and six minutes only on the treadmill. But since I'm just getting back, every time, you know, that I've, I've amped up, every time that I'm going to be warming up, um, I've just pushed my speed up just a few levels. Like, you know, instead of, I think I started out with like 4.7. And so I pushed it up to like 5.2, you know, and I really wanted to go all out, but I just reminded myself to progress gradually over time. I know I'm going to get back up to a good speed and probably get past this my typical speed, but I'm progressing gradually over time. Number four, pair a new habit with an existing habit. You probably have heard of this uh, habit stacking is what they call it. So if you listen to podcasts, Go for, a lo- go for a walk while you listen to podcasts. If you brush your teeth daily, I hope you do. Put your vitamins by your toothbrush. You know, if you take a bath or a shower, commit to meditating one minute while in the bath or the shower. And so this idea of habit stacking is a, is a good way for you to be able to get some things done. Next thing we can do to form habits that stick is to have a schedule you're more likely to read. Let's say if you schedule it, I usually read while I wait for my daughter to go to sleep each night, either with the audiobook or the Kindle. That's a way that I can pretty much ensure that I'm going to have gotten in some reading for the day of one of my books. Um, and so I, I love these, um, there's these headphones. I used to have like the fancier headphones, but when you have kids that just open the case and just I can like put them up and I will go to my, my earbud case and one will be missing. And I'll look at the both kids. I'll look at both kids and be like, who touched it? And they both point to each other. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done buying expensive headphones. So I usually do, I think it's the J lab. I like those. I wear those headphones. I put them in, I listen to my audiobook, <clears throat> or I have my Kindle. Um, and I usually do the setting where the page is black, you know, so it's nice and low and dark and quiet while I wait for her to fall asleep. Something else to consider as we're doing this is getting over the hump period. There is a hump period, that early, this sucks period, you know? So if you can stick through that part of it, things usually shake out. Number seven is focus on the process, not just the outcome. I know you've probably seen that, you know, I think the memes I've seen lately are, does the process know I'm trusting it? But focusing on the process, not just the outcome, you know, noticing that you're being more disciplined, focusing on maybe your technique while you're running or, you know, these sorts of things, focus on the process, not just the outcome. Number eight, prioritize which habits you want to work on. So, you know, if you're feeling that sort of end of year, I need to change. What is the most important or urgent thing that you need to do that will probably 
spill into maybe the next thing. So it's just like, if I clean up my finances, that will likely clean up the the eating out, which leads to healthier habits. You know what I'm saying? So think about it like that. You know, what is the most urgent thing that you need to focus on first and prioritize that um, and start there versus trying to do all the things all at once. The next thing is have others hold you accountable. And this is what I really like about being in groups. I belong to um, various groups, parenting groups, mom groups, friend groups. Um, these groups help, you know, each of these groups help you stay accountable. So I am doing a challenge and maybe you can join me in this. I am a parent mentor uh, over at Good Inside. And every other week I work with black parents um, around just like, I would just say healthier parenting, recognizing the good inside of our children. And so we've got this challenge going that over the next two weeks, we're doing a connection capital challenge where we are connecting with our children, spending one-on-one -on -one time with our children at least five times in two weeks. And so in order to sort of meet that connection capital cha challenge, it only has to be 10 minutes. You only have to spend 10 minutes, five times over two weeks of one-on-one -on -one time with your child to build that connection capital where you just spend time with them without your phone, without asking a ton of questions, playing whatever they want to do without screens. And so that is a group that I'm doing that's holding me accountable because I do want to build that connection capital with my children. And so have others hold you accountable. Number 10, celebrate small wins to build momentum. You know, if you went to the gym for a week or two weeks or for the whole month or you fell off and got back on or you read a page a day or you, you know, um, swapped this for that, whatever it is, you know, celebrate. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to be a party. It doesn't have to be with food. It's just a, a personal acknowledgement, a rah-rah for yourself that you, you did the thing. And the last tip is adjust as needed and expect setbacks. I think that's number 11, but probably should be at the top because I think sometimes we'll set a goal, we'll decide we're going to do something. All of a sudden things aren't working out, right? You, you, you've hit a rhythm and you go outside and your, your car's tires broken down. So then you don't do the thing. And now you fall off track for, let's say a week or two or a month or two, get back on track, you know? You did it and maybe things didn't turn out the way you thought they would. Expect some setbacks. This is what I'm doing. Things didn't, things don't look like I thought they would, but this doesn't mean that I need to stop because I'm going to adjust. I'm going to adjust as needed and expect setbacks. Now, the final thing that I want to talk about adding is adding willpower. Mark Manson says, most people think of self-discipline in terms of willpower. This is pretty funny. <laughs> if we see someone who wakes up at 5 a.m. every day, eats an avocado, chia, fennel, apricot, papaya smoothie each meal, 
snorts Brussels sprout flakes and works out for three hours before even wiping their butt in the morning, we assume they're achieving this through straight up self-abuse, that there's some sort of insatiable inner demon driving them to do everything right, no matter what. He says, that's not true. He says that if you actually know anybody like this, you'll notice something really frightening about them. They actually enjoy it. The problem is that willpower works like a muscle, you know, to have a chance at succeeding at some of your goals. And while you are building your self-discipline, you must train your willpower steadily over a long period. Um, And so he says that in any emotionally healthy approach to self-esteem must work with your emotions rather than against them, against them. So self-discipline is not based on willpower or self-denial, but it's based on self-acceptance. So building willpower through self-acceptance, I guess we can say, building our self-acceptance, just because something makes us feel bad doesn't mean we are bad. You know, I have to say that again. (laughs) Just because something makes us feel bad doesn't mean we are bad. It's hard to have that discipline without willpower. And so this is not about punishing yourself for your mistakes or your shortcomings. And that's the thing that I was thinking about when I was going to do this podcast is that this idea of being more disciplined or becoming more self-disciplined feels like punishment sometimes or beating ourselves up because we made a mistake or because we didn't do it the way we thought we did. You know, we thought we were going to work out this many times. We thought we were going to be able to run five miles by now. And I'm using these as like super easy examples. There There are vast examples that I am not coming up with in this moment. And that is my bad for real. So he says that this is not about punishing yourself. This is about accepting yourself, flaws and all, and striving to do better each time with the things. It's about accepting that you are not perfect and there will be ups and downs along this journey. It, it's, it's all, I'm sorry. It's also important to remember that having self-discipline doesn't mean the absence of pain or difficulty. Instead, it means that you accept the pain that comes with discipline and you find meaning and you find purpose in it. You work with the pain, not against it. You pursue it instead of running from it. And that will ultimately make you stronger, healthier, and maybe even happier. The way to support this podcast is by subscribing and rating it wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're enjoying, if you are enjoying this warm up, please tag me with your favorite quotes on your favorite social channels. I really do love seeing what resonated with you. It helps me think about future topics. And if you want the latest and greatest from me, sign up for my newsletter at mytaughtyou.com. And if you have a question or a comment, you can email me new email alert at hey. H-E-Y at mytaught you.com. Bye, y'all.